Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. Now, years ago, when our group of friends started having babies, I used to play a game with my husband. I had this uncanny way of knowing when one of them was pregnant, even before they announced it. Now, don't ask me how. I just knew it blew my husband away and myself as well. Now, over the years, as my self-awareness has increased, I've learned to trust my intuition to guide me in making decisions for myself and for my family. I don't always get it right, but I'm always listening. I like to think think that it's one of the many gifts of my ADHD. Now, during, during this episode of the podcast, podcast, Talia Joy and I talk about developing your intuition and the brilliance that can happen when you trust and follow it. We talk about what, what intuition is and how to use it. We talk about the five intuitive types and learning to listen to yours. We talk about how to know if it's it's if you're hearing your intuition or your ego and how your intuition works like a GPS. Talia Joy is an intuitive mentor and a guide who works with seekers who are going through an awakening and are ready to step into the life they are meant to live. Her clients are jumping two feet into spiritual 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 development, easy for me to say, manifestation and creating connection to their spirit team. You know the one filled with filled with freedom, abundance, fun and purpose your best case life through the awakening her podcast the awakening space membership sessions and programs she helps women step into that life step by step day by day now before we dig in i wanted to share a word from our sponsor you know our intuition is always available to us but when we are activated when we're in that fight or flight uh uh nervous system response, it's really hard to hear. And that's why I depend on experts like nervous system educator, Krista Bevan. Krista has created a truly brilliant course to help moms like me and you regulate our nervous systems that tend to run on overdrive with ADHD. Now, if you know you need some help in the emotional regulation area and executive function that is often challenging for ADHDers, check out her foundations course. It's designed for what she calls cycle breaker moms, but the content is brilliant for ADHD moms too. It has honestly been a game changer in my own life. I'm a course participant and I really love the way Krista teaches in a way that my ADHD mind can understand along with easy steps to implement what I'm learning into my everyday life. You can find all the deets at bit.ly forward slash VDM dash radical mother dash foundations or find the link in the show notes. And just so you know, I only recommend and allow sponsors that I have personal experience with and Krista and her courses are the real deal. So check out the course and enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. And welcome, Talia. It is so fantastic to have you today. Hi, Tracy. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like we have been like we have been just we've been on this um, on this journey together, but separate. And now we're here 
together. That's kind of how I feel. I feel like we're we're dead. Like, oh, there you are. You're finally. finally yeah, definitely. We've even uncovered that we were doing huge healing at the same, at the time, same time, you know, right? decades ago or at least a decade ago. And yeah, I really do feel like we've lived simultaneous journeys. So who knows what's going to happen in this conversation? I know. I'm so excited. Okay. A so moment can, in history. Exactly. This is it. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about, about how you ended up doing what you're doing right now. Cause you know, it's completely aligned with where I am too. Mm-hmm. Well, um, how do you sum up all of it? <laughs> so right now I, my name is Talia, by the way, as, as you mentioned, and I'm a manifestation mentor. I teach the law of attraction and I teach what it takes to create the life that you see in your mind's eye, AKA your best life, your dream life, and really empowering seekers all over the world to see that that vision they have in their mind's eye is actually meant for them. It's the fullest expression of who they are. It's their purpose. It's where alignment is and it's fully possible to manifest. So I teach manifestation and I, I teach it with three pillars. So it's manifestation slash dream life creation. And I believe that when we bring these three Three things together, that's when we can truly step into it. So the first pillar is the law of attraction and understanding how things are created, the power of the energy you put out, the power of your mindset, the power of your thoughts, right? Your vibes. That's the first pillar. The second is intuition, which we're going to talk a lot about today and intuitive development, because this is where you get to tap into the something more, the guidance, the soul desires, the whole other level of really, you know, it's not just your thoughts. It's not not just your vibe. Um, it's also intuition and connecting to that. Right. And then the third pillar is your soul's purpose. And I believe that when we live in alignment with our purpose, then we are able to step into that fullest expression, right? It's what is meant for us. It's why we're here. So really bringing those three together allows us to create the dream life. Because if you focus to me, if you focus on any, just one of those, you can create a lot of great stuff. You can have a lot of amazing shifts, but when you bring them together, you live why you're here, which to me is Mm. so much more fulfilling than just manifesting $10,000 or having a really nice car. You can have all that and more by really sinking into why you're here. So that's, you know, what I do. And what led me here is an insane journey of, you know, losing myself and finding myself and addiction and eating disorders and growing up from the very beginning, being aware of the feeling of being separate, feeling mm. of being very different um, oh, as a gracious. child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, child. I totally hear you. Yes. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going like literally looking around in, in the room in, I believe it was about grade two and going, this is my perception. Everyone has straight hair and I have this wild curly hair. Everybody's taller and I'm short. I felt like everybody was skinny, knobby little kids, and I was fat. Everybody was right-handed, and I was left-handed. Everybody has blue eyes, and I have brown eyes. This was my perception, right? Right. And I always just felt different. The way I processed life, the way I felt, it, it just felt like I 
wasn't the same as everyone else. And of course we're all different, but I learned that I'm highly sensitive. I learned that I'm an empath. I learned that I'm highly intuitive and it's not that I'm that different than anyone else, but I do experience life different than a lot of people. And I'm sure it's the same as you. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are more sensitive, more empathic, more intuitive. And that does create a feeling of, you know, why can everyone else handle this? Or why isn't anyone else overwhelmed in a mall? Or of course they're not doing well. I could tell by the tone in their voice and their vibe and someone else is going, they're doing fine. They said they were fine. And I'm like, what? It's like, we're living a different life. What is going on? So when I was young, it was like, I'm bad and I'm wrong and I'm different. And I wish I fit in. I would straighten my hair and I would (laughs) do all the things. Right. Um, And so that journey did lead down, you know, really not liking myself, Mm -hmm. hating myself, hating my body, feeling like I needed to lose weight. Um, And that started an eating disorder that I carried with me for over a decade, Um, started out with just trying to lose weight, just doing fad diets. And it got more and more extreme. It was restricting, uh, turned into anorexia and over exercising. Mm -hmm. And then that turned into bulimia at the end. It just all got really crazy. Um, and in that time, because I was suffering so much inside, I was also leaning on alcohol. I discovered drugs, I discovered pills, diet pills, whatever pills. And I just had a huge period of my life, my twenties, I mean, Mm -hmm. who had it together in their twenties. Um, but basically of just disconnecting from my authentic self, numbing myself, hating myself, trying to get out of my head whenever I could. And so what really was a big turning point in my life is, is, when I was really young, I discovered the law of attraction. I actually discovered Dr. Wayne Dyer. His books came into my life. His audio, they were CDs at the time, kids. Right, right. Uh, his CDs <laughs> came into my life. And I was listening to this stuff while struggling, but it was like Source was planting the knowledge in me. It was mm-hmm. like I had these seeds of possibility of truth of something more, but I was in my head and I was in my ego. But eventually when I suffered so deeply and, um, I found out I was pregnant and I was in an eating disorder. I was drinking all the time, taking pills, exercising many times a day. And I, it was just this moment of like, what you going to do, right? Here's a choice. You have a pregnancy, not just a kid. I was just in the pregnancy phase of like, oh crap, I have to be healthier now. Right. And so I had a massive rock bottom. I'd been hiding my eating disorder from my partner and I was just, I'd hit it from the world and I had this rock bottom and I was literally on the floor in the kitchen, crumbled on the floor, not caring about all the crumbs getting in my hair on the floor or whatever was going on. I was just lost and crying. And I remember having this moment of like, what do I do? How do I heal? How do I get out of this? And I had this moment of hearing a voice and we're going to get to Mm. this more, but I heard a voice say, learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place. And at that moment I was focused on losing weight and somehow not having an eating disorder, but I still wanted to lose weight. (laughs) I didn't want to be sick while I was pregnant, but I still wanted to lose weight. So it was just this moment. And then I had in my, in my mind's eye, I could see all the restriction and all the hating myself and all the efforting and the low carb and the low calories and the diet drinks. And it was like, it was all flashing in my mind. And it was like, yeah, from that place, I can't create health. Like I'm trying to be right, healthy. Right. That's what it started as anyway. So 
it was a huge turning point in my life. And in that moment, I first of all went, yes, that's the most amazing guidance in the world. Thank you. And the second part was, what was that voice? (laughs) What was that that guided me? And so that really started the intuition journey of um, like really sinking into what it is, developing it, and then going on to teach it later. Right. Oh my gosh. So much in that story, Talia. Um, I see the, the more we talk, the more I think that we are, that we are, and we are soul sisters. Cause I, um, I also, I am also a highly sensitive person. I also felt that way when I, throughout my life. And I still feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not like everybody else and you know what, that's okay. But when I was a kid, it didn't feel okay. It didn't feel like, um, like, uh, you know, it felt like, like you said, what, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Why am I so different? And really, you know, now we can see that it's a gift, right? That we, that we are highly sensitive, that we are empaths. I, I really, um, I really love that story. I don't love that you had to go through that, but we've talked about, um, uh, I was on, um, on Talia's podcast, um, uh, a little while ago. And we, we, um, we've talked about, um, how we uh we were kind of on a similar path right that that we've been on that we're we're kind of right around the same time um but i really i love that part about the listening and the hearing Mm -hmm. and and the the you know there's that and i know that you can talk further into this but that that knowing that you know that listening but then there's the trusting and then the following so it sounds like you did all of those things. And that's a beautiful story. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, But what we know is that many of us, I mean, we can start living a big, beautiful, amazing life, living into our purpose at at any point. But for most of us, we have to have have the rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's part of the human journey. I think that, you know, we don't have to, as we realize now, we don't have to have the rock bottom to have the epiphany, that information, that decision, that change is always available to you. But as humans, we get comfy, even get comfy in our discomfort. And often it takes that absolute frustration, or you have a near-death experience or someone close to you is diagnosed or anything. It can even be an almost car accident, but something shakes us and we go, wait a minute, I'm not living in my truth. Or even if it's just, I don't want to feel this way. What the heck am I doing? Right. Um, So often, yeah, those, it's like the, the, what is it? The crack is where the light gets in that beautiful, Mm, I think it's Leonard Cohen that said that. Um, or someone. I mean, sometimes you hear these quotes and you look it up. Oh, it was Rumi. <laughs> Wait a minute. That was Thomas Edison. I don't know. Someone wise. Um, but it is true. We, we do tend to crack under pressure and look for something new because we realize what we've been doing is not working. Right. And so, okay, fine, you know, fine then God source, whatever, <laughs> you know, help me. And so that's often where we go and we have those rock bottoms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, so, and that, that kind of, um, that, that list, listening that you did and that hearing that voice kind of leads us into what I would love to talk about. You talked about the, 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 uh, the three pillars, the, uh, the law of attraction, mm-hmm. um, your intuition and your soul's purpose. And I would love to go into the intuition and how you, 
how, what is it, what does that, what does it mean? First of all, um, you, you teach intuitive development. And, um, so I'd love to hear more about, about, um, about your intuition and how, how you work with people, how you teach them to listen, um, and, uh, and to follow that guide inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's great. So I've noticed that because of the law of attraction, like-minded people are attracted to me. Most yeah. people I come into contact with are highly sensitive, are empaths, mm-hmm. usually don't realize it or are just starting to realize it. So, you know, maybe you identify as being highly sensitive um, or maybe not, but we do all have an inner guide that is pulling us, guiding us. And we're going to go really deep into this. Um, but for those highly sensitive people, often we feel like we're too sensitive. I don't know right. if the listeners can relate, but the amount of times I've been told you're too sensitive. Yeah. Right. By my mom, by, you know, people in my life when I was a kid, par- former partners. Um, and so a lot of that is intuition. So mm-hmm. what, um, intuition is, but also what being highly sensitive is, is it's picking up on information that is not in the physical reality in front of your face. When you know something without knowing it, or when you sense something without it being in front of your face, Mm -hmm. that's energy, right? Right. So that, that is energy. So, you know, to start really simple and go a highly sensitive person or an empath, or even just a lot of people can pick up on if someone's off or if someone you're like, I don't know why, but that guy gave me a weird vibe or that cashier just felt like darkness. I don't know why. Right. Right. That's, that is a form of intuition, but that is picking up on energy that is not seen by the naked eye. right? Right. So I look at it like we are here as humans. I believe we have a soul's purpose. I don't think it's one thing like, oops, you missed your purpose. Try again next life. It's like, we come to express, we come to evolve, we come to grow and, and basically evolve. And we have free will. We have Mm -hmm. free choice as a human. We have free choice. And we're also given a little bit of a guidebook. We're given Mm -hmm. a map that if we choose to use the tools we have within us, we can tap into our highest experience, our Mm -hmm. highest level of growth. And I like to say the highest expression of who we are. And here's a cool thing too, is you don't even have to do that. And if I really truly believe if you don't find your way in this lifetime and you pass on and you maybe, you know, I believe you go on to another life, you're going to find it at some point. But for a lot of us, we're called now to heal, to rise up, to become a leader or to find that wholeness or to be that version of ourselves now. So if you use your intuition, you have a GPS and I'll get into the GPS analogy that I love, but you have a GPS that's going to take you to the healing, to the weight Mm, loss, to the inner love, to the partner, to the job, to the whatever, right? The mentorship, the books, the things you need to live your best experience. When you listen to your intuition, that, that to me is what the intuition is. You're the universe speaking to you. It's a language. It's a, it's like, you know, someone speaks Spanish, someone speaks English, someone, you know, the universe speaks intuition. Mm -hmm. It comes through you, guiding you, telling you, showing you, nudging you so that you can live the most peaceful, happiest, most abundant, expression, lifetime, you know, journey, you can have the best outcome. 
So that's sort of in a nutshell, the way that I look at intuition and the GPS is the best example because when we have, you know, we get into our car and say, I'm on Vancouver Island in Canada and say, I put in Seattle. Well, right away, the GPS is going to give us our first step, which will Mm -hmm. be like the initial right or left out of our street or out of our driveway. But unless we put the car in drive and start moving, it'll just forever be saying like the left. That's brilliant. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To put the car in drive. I love that. Or else it'll just keep going like basically when you're ready, left, you know? Right, right. So we have to act on it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we do, oh, there's the next one, another right. left. Oh, another right. And if we go and we listen, we get Man. to that place in the easiest way, the soonest way. And the universe, especially nowadays, Google knows traffic. It knows when there's accidents. Right. It knows when you know there's congestion and it'll reroute you. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same. So it doesn't mean you're going to avoid everything but you're going to get there in sort of the easiest way. And sometimes there are slim mountain passes and there is weather and there's construction that you can't avoid, but still you're on the path for the most like efficient way possible. Right? So there's a million other things in the GPS analogy, but how does that, does that kind of, does that make sense? Does that feel good? I love that because that's exactly what it is. Right? You have to know where you're going or you have to have a destination, Mm -hmm. but you do have to click start, right? You can, (laughs) you can have, this is where, okay. So, and you, you can look ahead, but you have to click start and actually go there before. Oh my gosh, that, that gives me the chills to Leah. That, that is a beautiful, that's a beautiful analogy because that's exactly what it is. Right. And, And I love that you said too, it like sometimes, you know, sometimes, Sometimes we get straight there, right? But then other times we have traffic or we have, you know, storms or weather or whatever. And that, but, but as long as we continue to make that right, make that left, um, or, you know, listening, listening Mm -hmm. to your GPS and following it, that it's going to take us where we want to go. Right. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's a little bit of, maybe we do have to take the detour around things, but that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that analogy. Um, That's perfect. Cause that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And think of when you get off track, right. It just goes, okay, next left. We're going to turn you around because you took, you know, an unexpected turn. We're allowed unexpected turns. And in fact, our GPS is ready to just guide us back home, right. To guide us back to where we were going. And I love that you said about the about putting in the destination because I didn't clarify that. Our destination is when we say, I want to manifest my, or I want to create my dream home or a soulmate or whatever. Those are destinations. But also, even if there's nothing big coming up for you right now, your general desires and your wants, those are also sort of um, placed as orders to the universe. So when you walk around and you go like, Oh, this sunshine and all that beach, it's like, you're desiring to be in the sunshine and to be at the beach. And and they can be very simple destinations. So basically for everybody listening, whether you have big goals or not, you have a desire in your heart to feel happy, to continue growing, to feel peaceful, to be better and better to yourself all the time, to have more balance and wholeness. 
that is just already your destination. So you don't have to do some sort of ritual to set the destination. Just trust that your desires you have in your heart are already guiding you. Your intuition is already guiding you there. And I think that is also a really, another really important part I don't know if any of you remember, you probably do, when GPSs started being a thing, I remember going like, okay, first of all, it was this huge screen, you'd like suction cup to your window. But I remember going like, okay, I'll enter the address. Are you sure? Like, is this going to get us there? What? Like, it was so weird, right? Like, let's just bring the map in case, right? Because what if we get out there and the technology fails? It took a while to trust it. Right. I remember that. But now I'm like, oh, four, three, seven, blah, blah, blue, next left. I barely even think about it. I completely trust my software or trust my right, tools. Right. So that's the other part is at first you're going to go, is my intuition really going to take me to a million dollars or mm-hmm. my soulmate? But you got to drive and you got to keep trying it. And pretty soon, like to me or you, you know, when you get a nudge, you know, it's leading you somewhere good. You know, you can take the leap. You know that that investment will pay off. You just know because the nudge is there. Therefore it has to be right. So I just wanted to put that in there too, is we need to trust our software, our programming, our tools, but that does take a little bit of time and it's okay to be nervous or be apprehensive about it because it's a new way of doing things to be guided by intuition. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I definitely, yeah, that they, they go hand in hand, right? The, the, the listening, the listening to, to your intuition, that trusting is huge because we can listen all day, but if we're not, if we're not, if we're not willing to at least give it a try to trust it, we're, we're not, it's kind of like entertainment, right? Oh, let's look at that. Look at that. I'm getting this nudge. I'm getting this nudge. But, and, and, and sometimes, and um, sounds like with you and with me, you get the cosmic two by four, the hello, listen, mm-hmm. you know, we don't mm-hmm. need to have that, but a lot of us do, but that mm-hmm. trusting, that trusting piece is huge. And, and when you were talking about the destination, and I love this because I, I think, um, I think we're, we're similar in our, you know, your purpose is really, it's what lights you up, right? It's like we're our purpose. I mean, everybody has their own, their own, um, their own purpose, their own, their own. Um, we're all individual, we're individuals, but we're connected, which is another, another topic for another time, but that we, um, that we, that we all, we all have our own purpose, but really ultimately it's to experience joy. But that's different for every one of us, right? Like I love to downhill ski. Not everybody, not everybody does, right? So mm-hmm. the the cool thing is that is that, I, and I think. Tell me if I'm if you're if that you're if I'm a little bit off here. But that it's to it's to uncover, and it's not to discover because it's there, right? It's mm-hmm. to uncover the things that bring us joy in kind mm-hmm. of following the yellow brick road of, oh, listening to your intuition when it says, oh, joy. Okay. Joy this way. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And, or, and if it's, if, if there's something specific that we're headed toward, we're using that GPS as well. Is that mm-hmm. my, my 
Totally. Did I get that right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. I do believe our purpose as a human is to evolve and um, experience love, experience growth. And I think it's even better when we get to share that love and get to share what we've learned, whether we actually become a teacher as a profession or a coach or anything, or we're just one of those people that people come to, or we're helping our kids with wisdom. It's like, I think that's actually part of our elevated purpose, especially as we become older souls is to actually pass on what we've learned, Mm -hmm. but yes, definitely experiencing joy, experiencing pleasure, experiencing your best life. Like what are you at your freest, happiest self? If money was no issue, if you knew it would work out, you know, what, what would you be doing with your life? And I know you talk a lot about becoming that version, which is exactly what I talk about in my coaching and on my podcast too, is becoming that version of yourself. And I believe intuition is the portal to that. So perfect. um, I'd like to talk if it's cool about how to know if it's our intuition coming forward. That was the next question. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Say, time definitely. For this? okay. Yeah. How to trust, right? What, what is yeah. that? How do I trust that it's my intuition? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to say a little bit, and then I'm going to share the intuitive types and that helps mm-hmm. to bring it back so that, you know, it's actually your intu- intuition speaking. Perfect. Um, but the intuition is I look for it as I look for it in these sort of three qualities or energies. Intuition is calm. Intuition is clear. Mm -hmm. And intuition is based in joy or love. Right. So it's not in negativity. It's not in scarcity. Intuition is always based in a deep sense of calmness and clarity, which is why I got um, love yourself and the rest will fall into place. It's almost right. like the, the smallest amount of words that I had to hear to encapsulate everything I was asking for. How do I do this? And how do I do that? And how do I write? It wasn't a complex answer. It never is. It's be the yeah. change or rest, or, you know, it's, it's these really beautiful, calm, clear, and based in love. Right. It's not frantic. It's not panicky. And it's not coming from a scared place. It's guidance, it's direction, it's inspiration, Mm -hmm. and it's calm. And it's also got a certainty to it, you know, like love yourself and the rest will fall into place. I'm going like, I don't know who you are, but I believe you. Your tone (laughs) is like, you sound like a guru, right? It's that inner voice. So it's solid. It's wise. It's helpful. That's another quality is it's helpful. Whereas the ego the scared part of us is not helpful. It's don't get on stage. They're all going to laugh at you. Well, what if you forget all your lines? What if you flunk this interview? What if nobody comes? What if they cheat on you? What if I go on this date and they think I'm too ugly and they leave right in the middle of dinner? It's like really not helpful, (laughs) really not based in love, not based in joy. Mm -hmm. So that's the first way is the tone. And I like to create, yeah, I like to create two sort of personas. And I actually think this is where the angel and the devil came from Mm -hmm. is this inner sort of thing that we have. So I'll get my clients, if it resonates to actually name their intuition as a version of themselves. So I have a client that calls Hmm. her sacred Sarah because her name is Sarah. So sacred Sarah, and then there's scared Sarah. Oh, I love that. So feel free to play with that. Right. And I look at it like there's the part of me that's in my power and is clear. And there's the part of me that is disempowered and is scared and terrified. That's also the shadow, the inner child, all that stuff. So those two have very different energies when you actually break them down and say, you know, say I'm being interviewed here today. 
leading up to this, especially if I was in my first few years or something, I could be sitting here going, what if I don't know what to say? What if blah, blah, blah. What if she asked me a question and what if we don't this and what, you know, that's scared. That's not solid. That's not wise. That's just scared. And it's not helpful. Wise could be, you're just going to show up and you're just going to do your best. You're just going to trust that if you snort or cough or sneeze, she can edit it out. You're just going to trust this is, or we're going to leave it in and I'm fine anyways. Um, I'm just going to trust that it's going to go how it should. I'm just going to trust that I know enough that whatever she'll ask, I'll be able to navigate it. Right. And so I don't need to have this back and forth because I do a lot of interviews and we have such a good vibe, but that's kind of how we start to identify where is this coming from? Right. Okay. Perfect. So is it cool if I go into the intuitive types? Cause this Please will help. Please do. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there's five main intuitive types. I'll just go through them quickly because um, we just only have, you know, this amount of time, right. but I teach on this. I have a course called awakened intuition that I run at least once a year and it's a four week course, but it's like a crash course in intuition. We get to practice on the other students. It's so much fun. I love awakened intuition season. Um, but so I teach these five types. And these are the traditional old school five types of intuition. If you look it up nowadays, you can always find more because it's trendy, but I really truly believe in these solid core types. So the first one is claircognizance, and this is clear knowing. So mm -hmm. these are Latin, clear means clear, cognizant. Cognizance is uh, knowing or your mind. Right. So clear knowing is when you know something without knowing it. Right. Um, I have this thing where I know when something is or is not going to pan out. I just know it. We're invited yeah. somewhere or there's a trip and I'll just be like, I don't know why, but this isn't going to happen. I don't know why. And right. sure enough, it always happens. So this is a knowing. You also can know that someone, like, I know I need to hire this coach or I right. know I need to go to Italy. I have no idea why, but I know I need to go to Italy. And so it's a knowing it's in your mind. If I were to point, it's my mind. It's my knowing in my head. The next one is clairsentient, which is very similar, but clairsentient is clear feeling. Mm, and right. this is when we, re we refer to a gut feeling or mm -hmm. a gut instinct. This is also when we go like, I don't know why, but that person makes me feel a certain way. Right. That, that gives you a message. So you might be around someone and you feel sick or tight or anxious. That's passing on a message, right? Again, intuition is a message. It's trying to convey something to you. So the clear knowing, the clear knowing is in your head. That's mm -hmm. where the message is coming. Clear, clear feeling is in your body. Okay. So you might feel tense shoulders. You might, and this is a lot of empaths. We feel things in our mm -hmm. body. And you can even pick up on other people's physical ailments. This is, you know, sort of when we're picking up on people's headaches or their sicknesses, or you're picking up on their stomach. I sometimes have that with clients where I can feel the weight of the mm. world on their shoulders. I can just right. feel their tension. That's clear feeling. So this is when we say, I don't know why, but I feel like this is not a good idea versus I don't know why, but I know it's not a good idea. So it's a subtle, subtle. Got difference. it. Okay. The next one is clairvoyance, which mm -hmm. is clear seeing. And this is where we see something in our mind's eye. So people that are really good at visualization, uh, mm -hmm. usually clear seeing or clairvoyance is one of their dominant types. This is when we also sometimes get images that come to our mind that again, pass on a message. So when I'm really thirsty, 
I'll get the nudge. Like you're really thirsty. And if I put it off, like, oh, I'm just going to keep working or after this or that, I, my, my guides will show me an image of myself chugging water in my mind. And you know, when you're thirsty and you see someone drinking water, it's like, and you're thirsty, and right. it, yeah, it makes me go, okay, fine. And I go down and I get my water because that's the way to get the message across of drink water Talia. you've been getting it and you're ignoring it. So that's, we see objects, we could see a yes or a no. Sometimes people see like a, like an X meaning no or mm. color or something in our mind that again passes on a message okay sometimes when i'm going you know what should i eat for dinner tonight i'll see myself in my mind's eye like eating a big salad or doing i'm like we should have a big salad tonight that's it's a way i get the message Right. So the next one is Claire audience, mm -hmm. and this is my dominant type. It's one that my, my types have changed. I'll, I'll kind of leave that for after about how many types and how to, how to, you know, if we should have more than one or whatever, but Claire audience is now my dominant type and that is hearing audience hearing. So this is where we hear messages. That's why I said, I heard a voice. Other people go like, I've never heard a voice. Does that make me not intuitive? And it's like, no, you just have other types. You're right. a feeling superstar, right? Or you're a knowing person. So for me, it's hearing and I hear messages. I've got to know the voice, the tone. It changes a little bit depending on who's giving me the message, where it's coming from. But again, it's always solid. It's always calm. I will hear you are enough. You are doing a good job. Sometimes mm. if you're trying to make a decision, you'll hear like Italy, you know, over hope or whatever. Right. That's when you hear a message. And then the last one, which is the least common out of the, the people that I've coached, but I have had some really cool unicorns that have this type. And the last one is clear salience, which is actually clear smelling. Clear smelling. And okay. Yeah. And this translates into mediumship, actually. This is mm. the one, um, Claire, that is usually reserved for mediumship. And this is when we smell things that give us a message. So we smell grandma's cologne or grandma's mm. perfume or right. the smell of roses or a phantom like cigarette smell. And it's like, what is that? And it's either a message from a loved one or generally it's a loved one or guides or angels. And they're passing on a message. And it's usually about, like I said, the smell reminds you of your grandpa. And then you kind of go, oh, grandpa, like, what would you say here? You know, and it's a way of mm, right. loved one's ancestors. But some people mm. also have had one client that would get like a sour smell when she mm. would have a, a no decision to make, like, you know, one that oh, the answer and she kind of smelled this like pungent, weird smell. And it was her, it ended up being her guide, but it was this thing that created a reaction in her that she'd go, oh, no. So that's a, a less common type, but I definitely run into it. I'd say probably about a 10th of people experience clear smelling um, or the people that I come across anyways. But those right. are the five types. Which ones resonate with you? Just out of curiosity, which if you were to say. The um, clear sentient, definitely. I'm definitely mm -hmm. a feeler. I'm not surprising, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the clear cognizance, because I do, I do have those. And you said that that's more of the um, in in the head, like you're you have this this um, the the thoughts and that you know. I think more than anything, I think it's the clear sentience. Because I, I feel things, I feel mm -hmm. feel energy. I feel for me, it, it, this this was. It took me a long time to understand this but when there was something that was not right for me i would i feel it and still um i feel a constriction in my throat 
Mm. Like that's, that's been kind of my guide. Now, when I, now that I know that and I understand and, and sometimes still I'll get it and I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of doing the observer and what is going on? What is, what is that feeling? Um, and sometimes I, sometimes I have a better idea of what's going on and what's the, what's off. Um, but it eventually, like I, it, I eventually see it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then through lots and lots of practice, I'm able to feel it more in my gut. Mm -hmm. It's not butterflies, like nervous butterflies It's butterflies, like, oh, hell yes. Like it's mm -hmm. a, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's very different. So I feel it in different places. Is that, I mean, I know everybody's mm -hmm. different in the way that they feel. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I love it. You're yeah, you're totally accurate and your types, um, from what I can perceive as well, just being with you. Um, and yeah, that's exactly it is some of us have a little bit of a few, some people and some of the best psychics or mediums, they have one and they have just practiced it. It's kind of like right. a musician, right? Okay, cool. One guy plays 10 instruments or one person has mastered the piano. Does, yeah. is anyone better or worse? No, right. To me anyways, it's all just what you decide to focus on and sort of what gifts align with you because you are an individual person. And I believe we're given these types to make up part of who we are. So yeah, definitely. Um, I see, I've seen some people too, that as they develop, it becomes more clear and then mm -hmm. types come out that they like for me with clear audience, someone, you know, listening may relate to this. Um, I realized it was always there. And it was a little bit part of why I would get overwhelmed with audio things, mm -hmm. too much music and a conversation and something else going on. I'm like, ah, shut it all off. I was really sensitive audio, right. um, it, you know, audio, audio, auditorially sensitive, whatever that is. Let's yeah. just skim over that. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I, I realized though, that there was an inner dialogue going on all the time that if I tuned into it was always there. When I would ask right. a question, it was, it was, it was tuning in. And, and that's something for everyone here is that if you think you're one of those types, what you need to do is just go with one of the types you think you are. And for you, I would go with the clear feeling. I feel like that's mm -hmm. your dominant type yeah, and then start to notice when your emotions change, when you're around certain people, how you feel tuning into the body, like you said, is there butterflies of excitement or like a, a heck yes. Is it a heavy chest feeling? That's almost like a no, or a, like a constrictive, is it expansive or is it constrictive right. for you? Pay attention in your body and your emotions and how you're feeling other yeah. people. If it's a clear knowing, you know, leaning into when you knew something, like I know that person is meant to be my friend, or I know that person is, I, I can't get away from them fast enough. Right. And if right. someone said, well, why you go like, I don't know. I just know, you know, yeah. it's a little bit of their tone. It's a little bit of this, that thing they said, but really I just know. Right. Mm -hmm. So really paying attention to those times in life where you just know something and the things already within you that, you know, like, I know I need to be eating less red meat, or I know that sugar sends me all out of whack. You hear these people right. say things and you've probably said this yourself. I know I need to take more time on my own or to meditate. I know that 10 minutes a day of silence would do worlds for me. Right. Yeah. 
or for you feel, what do you feel deep down that you're pulled to? Right. And for me with the Claire audience, I get these nudges all the time that say like, go to the river, go to the mm. beach. Sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't, right. um, but it's starting to pay attention to it. And another beautiful analogy that I think will really help everybody listening is I look at it like it's a, a radio dial. So your intuition is always streaming information, just like 99.5 right mm -hmm. now is playing whatever Justin Bieber song they're playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But even if you have a radio in front of you, even if you just turn the radio on, unless you tune it to the dial, mm -hmm. as soon as you get that radio station, you're right in the pocket. All of right. a sudden it's clear that yep. the song is there. Every word you're hearing it, it's there, but you had to tune in. So intuition takes a tuning in. It takes an awareness. And as you talk so much about vibe, mm -hmm. it takes you being in the realm of high vibe. And that's just sort of a part that's really important to know your intuition is always there, yeah. but unless you're tuned into it, you're not going to hear it. You have no idea what's going on. That's when people say, I don't even know if I have an intuition. It's like, yeah. it's just because you're over in 89.2 because you were never taught how to tune yourself. So right. you just need to be in the high vibe realm, which to me is neutral or above. Mm -hmm. So if you're yeah. just neutral, if you just feel neutral, that's enough to hear your intuition. In mm -hmm. fact, that's a great place to hear your intuition. Um, so that's just really important to note as well. I, um, I love that. I, and I hadn't heard that before, neutral or above. And I, that's that's beautiful because it me it doesn't mean that we have to be it doesn't mean that we have to be in um in you know 30 minutes of of meditation and being you know but that we can be just at contentment like right there in the middle perfect mm -hmm. talia i've loved this conversation and unfortunately um we're going to i think we i think we need to do this again yeah like I think we, <laughs> and not that i think we do i think i i know that we do and talk about your other pillars but this has been amazing. And I love the way that you've described it, the intuition, because I teach that that's that's a big part of what I teach too, is the um is the I call her the inner mentor. But I love, I love hearing the different um different ways that people teach it because with our listeners, they may hear it from me, but really hear it from you. And I think that's the most beautiful, beautiful thing. So mm -hmm. definitely, you definitely want to uh, tune in, tune in to Talia's podcast, Awakening Her. Okay. I am also, I wrote down this, this awakened intuition. I'm definitely going to get on your, um, on your email list because that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. And so Talia, can you tell us just a, a quick story about a time in motherhood where you either you felt like you um that you either um, achieved something or overcame something that just felt impossible mm -hmm. i love that you asked that question i have three kids so there's plenty right. um but the one that really comes up is either actually something pretty intense but i'll make it very short um, my oldest daughter i was married to her dad and we separated when she was like one so my oldest daughter is not um is has a different dad a couple years ago he told me that he wanted her half the time and I don't know if anyone's ever been through this, but she was with me, you know, 80% of the time. And it was so, it was like the worst case scenario. I was crying. It was the worst. He was going to take me to court. It got really nasty. Right. And one day my intuition came through and I heard it's her journey, not yours. Oh. 
And I started stepping back and going, how could this actually serve her? And I started realizing she has a dad that wants to be in her life. As much as me and him are not best friends, he's not um, destructive or unhealthy. It's she, he, she's got a great dad right. and he has a very different view on life, different sort of religious views and all of that. And at first I was worried about that. I was like, Oh my goodness, what's going to happen. And I realized it's her journey, not mine. Mm. So I asked her because she's mature. And I said, how do you feel about this? She felt great about it. Now it's been about a year. And as much as it's hard for me to be away from my daughter half the time, and it feels so wrong as a mother, I've, I've been able to see that it's her journey and what she's learned by being in two different homes, although I don't know if it's the best for her or whatever, right? I don't know. Right. But what she's learned is two very different ways of doing life and she's mm-hmm. finding her way in the middle. Right. And I see her emerging into her own human. And I think if I would have fought for what I wanted, I don't know if it would have been in her best interest because right. what she's doing right now is causing her to flourish. So it's hard mm. and I hate it and I hate dropping her off on Friday, right. but she's able to find who she is through that. So that's what came up when you said that is it's been really hard, but I feel so yeah. grateful that she's able to have the experience of testing these two different pots and then finding her own way in the middle. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, if, I guess if we think about it, I love, I love that you, um, that you had that realization that it is her journey, right? She had, a, has a dad who loves her and that's a beautiful thing, but I can't, yeah, I can imagine that that would be really, really difficult to have to, to have to, um, to, to let her go and drop her off. Yeah. But, uh, and it yeah. was the worst case scenario when he had the phone call and he told me that it was like, it's happening. Like, right. I know right. that illness would be worse, but I just, in my head, it was like, no, she's no. Yeah. <laughs> but also because me and her father don't get along that great, but that's about me, not about yeah. her. So that's right. been a whole growth journey in its own. Right. Oh, like, that's a beautiful your little humans. <laughs> right. You're little humans. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Talia, this has been an amazing uh, conversation. Uh, like I said, well, I'm definitely going to have to have you back and we'll have to continue the conversation. So mm-hmm. can you tell our listeners how they can find you? Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, you mentioned the podcast. That's my favorite place to hang out. Mm-hmm. The Awakening Her podcast. It's on all the platforms. And then I'm also on Facebook is my primary place. Although I've, I'm more and more on Instagram all the time. Look at me growing up, right. um, but it's <laughs> at Talia Joy Manifestation. So Talia okay. Joy Manifestation. That's where I am on all the things. So okay. podcast, Facebook, Instagram. And then I do have a website, which is TaliaJoyManifestation.com. And that kind of has all the stuff there. You can see all of what I'm about on the website. Beautiful. Please go and check her out. Check out, check out her, um, her podcast is amazing. And, um, yeah, like I said, I'm definitely going to get on your list so I can, um, find out when that next awakened intuition is going to be held. This has been amazing. I have loved every minute of this and I've really loved connecting with you, Talia. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Tracy. And thank you so much to everyone who's listening. I hope you have a fantastic day and I hope this helped you today. Thank you. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. To get started on your Vision Driven Mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. 
join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.